Hello, folks, and welcome to this month's podcast. My name is Deacon Bernina Hodera, and I have the pleasure of being here with a good friend of mine and uh, colleague. Yes, yes. Mr. Mike Johnson, it's good to see you. How good, are you? Good to see you, sir. Good to see you also. So, so I need to know the secret. The last time I saw <laughs> you, you, you still you don't age. <laughs> you are too kind. So working for a youth organization and making sure our kids are safe, that's your primary role with the Boy Scouts of America? It is, in fact. I am the National Director of Youth Protection. Yes, sir. And what, the, what, what exactly does that mean? What do, you, what do you do as a National Director? You know, I'm responsible. Uh, first off, I have the greatest job in the world. I believe it. Yeah. Um, uh, I am responsible for all of our policies, procedures, and training for the Boy Scouts of America. And I don't do that by myself. Uh, as you well know, from our work and our collaborations and our discussions, we engage other uh, experts with various other youth serving organizations, as well as uh, national experts and organizations. Uh, we review research. We have multiple teams here dedicated to various topics. Uh, you name the topic, we will look at it, we'll research and make a determination of of what policy, procedure, or training may be applicable to keeping our kids safe in the scouting mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. And as you well know, we're a big believer in collaboration and sharing information across various sectors. Exactly, and that's why we're here together. That's exactly doing right. Doing this interview, that's excellent. That's exactly right. Congratulations on that, and I think every effort that can be done to make sure our kids are safe, I mean, I think we we owe it you know, to our children to make sure we are doing everything that we possibly can to make sure our kids are safe. Not that parents expect that. Obviously, we want that for our kids, but, you know, society expects that of us also. Right. So, yes, sir, it's very, very key, very so, important. So in light of uh, the current events, yes. hashtag Me Too, Absolutely. cases that we're seeing with politics and with athletes and celebrities and yes, Hollywood sir. and so on and so forth, has any of that affected what the Boy Scouts are doing in terms of making sure they are providing a safe environment for scoutings? Well, you know, obviously all of that impacts us uh, because when you talk about institutions and what institutions' responsibilities are in keeping kids safe, uh, we all get lumped into that. And we're not, we're not, we, we know that, we realize that. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, day to day, we're doing the exact same things we were doing mm-hmm. before. We're just doing a heck of a lot more of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. still reading that research. We're still evaluating incidences. We're still talking to the top experts in the nation. Uh, one of the things that's really exciting that we're doing a lot more of, we're listening to survivors and their experiences in scouting and in other programs. Uh, we've invited them to our symposiums and what have you, and they have a voice, and, and that's very important. And we're figuring out better ways to communicate to both the scouts as well as to parents and our leaders and, and each individual's role in keeping kids safe. Mm-hmm. Now, the church has a, has a very unique relationship with the Boy Scouts. I remember Wonderful. growing up as a kid uh, as a Weeblow and a Boy Scout, and that was connected to a parish. Right. So can you talk a little bit more about how the relationship has developed, how that has grown? Obviously, you know the work that the church has been doing, the work right. we're trying to do with the, uh, with the USCCB uh, and with dioceses right. around the country. Right. Could you, could you share a little bit about how that relationship has changed, uh, Boy Scouts, or how that has evolved, improved, or anything on that, on that end? The, the relationship is stronger than it ever has been before. Um, Obviously, we would not have the sponsoring organizations, the units that we have if it wasn't for the Catholic Church and and all of the various units they charter around the United States, around the world Mm -hmm. uh, for scouting. And we continue to believe in that relationship. Uh, I was talking to our 
uh, director of National Alliance is Lee Shaw, and he's really excited about it. Apparently, there's some new initiatives that he's working on with uh, the representatives of the Catholics uh, Committee, what have you. I don't know what they are, but it sounds like it's really exciting as those relationships continue. I know he's excited about our national annual meeting that we have in Dallas coming up here in May. Uh, so those, just like us, having this uh you know, this podcast today, uh, we will continue to talk about those opportunities. I want to thank you, and I want to let everybody uh, with dioceses and the various social workers and professionals uh, and, and with the church know that you have been a very strong friend and colleague to me, you and your staff, uh, Ms. Takanen, uh, in participating in the various symposiums. We look forward to having you, if I can plug our International Youth Protection Symposium, which we'll be hosting in October uh, in Atlanta. Well, I understand we're going to have you guys at least do a presentation on your your guys' new initiatives sure. and what you guys are doing. That's very important. Sure. We're excited to hear about that. Uh, it's important that people like yourselves uh, continue to maintain that leadership role for not only your church, but for all of society sure. and let people know that we're working at this every day, just like we are at the Boy Scouts of America. Well, Mike, I mean, you know, it's all about relationships. It is. And in fact, I remember the, the, when we first met and, and then the following phone calls that, that had followed up. And the thing is, you know, we don't really need to reinvent the wheel. That's true. Right? And if there, are, if there are ways that we can uh, collaboratively, cooperatively share resources, you know, share opportunities, in the end, I mean, everyone wins with that. True. You know? Very so, true. So just so that uh, our listeners are aware, and if you're, if you're tuning in just now, I'm, I'm speaking with uh, Mr. Mike Johnson with the Boy Scouts of America. How large is Boy Scouts of America? I mean, what what kind of numbers? How many how many, uh, how many troops do you, do you happen to have oh, any of that? I, don't, I could I could probably get though. I don't know those actual uh, metrics. I you know I guess I should, but uh, we have about two point six million youth. I think about 900,000 adult volunteers, um, I think 5,000 professional staff, and we reach into multiple uh, other countries, Mm -hmm. military bases. I know that's near and dear to Mm -hmm. your heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a lot of uh, scouting units, what have you, and of our largest chartered organizations are our beloved Catholic Church and the various dioceses. I think, you know, obviously the most exciting thing we have going on is family scouting. I understand that the Catholic Church has embraced that. It's a big part of uh, uh, the uh, culture of America to be able to provide scouting to not only boys but girls. Mm-hmm. So we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've already heard from the Catholic Church. They're ex- excited about that opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, especially for some communities that we may not have reached in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know for a fact that there are a lot of girls that are looking for the opportunity to become an Eagle Scouts, and we're going to afford them the opportunity to do that and learn about the Scout Oath and Scout Law. Sure, sure. 900,000 volunteers. Yes, sir. Wow. So if I wanted to be a volunteer with yep. the Scouts, what, what do I need to do to be able to, to work with these young people and to, to, to volunteer with the Boy Scouts? So you could probably go about it two ways. Uh, number one, you can go to scouting.org and click on our council locator and identify a local council near you. Or you can go to the, your church. And ask the uh, 
uh, leader of your church, whatever denomination it may be, if they have a unit. And maybe it's a situation where if you uh, you and some other key volunteers and feel like it's uh, something that you want to do to make a difference in the lives of, of youth in your community, you might want to start a scouting unit. So there's two ways you can go about it. Contact the local scout executive uh, in your council service area or... Uh, go to your church and be surprised. It may be a unit that's in existence that you can go and volunteer and work with. Right. But not everyone can be a volunteer, right? I mean, that's true. Uh, I mean, you screen, you background checks. What happens? For, oh, the for, process. For, yes, yes, yes. For volunteers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the process we have is, is very simple. Uh, we have both a written as well as an online registration form. Uh, you fill that out, that it gets submitted to the charter organization or the, maybe the local diocese or local church. Uh, the leadership there makes a determination if you're fit to be a leader. And that's in a specific approval process. That information, after they've checked references and evaluated your background and what have you, and say, you know, that we think Bernie Nodera would be a fantastic leader for our unit. Uh, that information is then sent to national. We conduct a criminal background check, national check. Uh, we also uh, check people against our volunteer screening database. One of the things we've really uh, been successful in our screening process is uh, that we've identified certain individuals that just don't meet the uh, requirements to be good scout leaders. Maybe some be something as specific as a criminal background. It may be something more behavioral. Uh, grooming behaviors or violation of policies, not following our very strict code of conduct or what have you. Uh, so we check people against our volunteer screening database, send the information back to local scout executive that this man or woman is, is good to go, if you will. And then we put them, we train them, required various training. Part of their required mandatory training with Boy Scouts is our youth protection training. They have to take that as well as some other training program training. And uh, we begin to supervise them and watch them as they work with, with youth. So the youth protection program training, et cetera, what, what does that entail? Could, could you expand a, bit, a little bit more on that? Is that, is that? is that a program itself? or We actually have a – so we just launched a brand new one. Uh, for those scouters out there, they may have heard of our, our training. It's called Youth Protection Training or YPT. It's kind of our cultural thing. Um, we just launched YPT2, if you get kind of get what I'm saying. Gotcha. So the old training uh, went away, and we have a whole new training we've just launched. Real excited about it. The reason I haven't told you about it is that we're kind of doing some internal things, making sure that our uh, LMS system is working and working out some kinks or whatever, which all of everything is progressing nicely before we really launch it to the rest of the world that that's what we're doing. Um, it's pretty exciting. It's based on it's eight, nine modules. It covers sexual abuse, overview policies, physical abuse, emotional abuse, uh, witnessing violence, uh, uh, neglect, and I'm missing one, bullying. Okay. Uh, three of those modules are mandated, required, but we provide those other modules because we're positioning scouting uh, as a part of the solution to the uh, national epidemic of child sexual abuse in, in America. If you listen to the Centers for Disease Control, who were the presenters at our symposium, uh, Dr. Mercy, uh, with the Director of Violence Prevention, he talks about, and other leading experts in medical facilities talk about child abuse, sexual abuse, exploitation is a public health epidemic. And our chief has laid down the gauntlets, and we want to be a part of that solution, as you guys are mm -hmm. also. I know mm -hmm. you feel strongly about that. I've 
read a lot of the, the initiatives that you guys are working on. So uh, we take a much broader look instead of just looking at sexual abuse, which is a very important topic. Uh, we look at the whole child, the whole family, what's happening with them, because we're advocates for America's youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be there to help the American family. We want to be there to instill those scouting values mm-hmm. and uh, create a whole bunch of Eagle Scouts, if you will. Um, so uh, our training has um, scenarios that people can work through and process. It has actual survivors of various forms of abuse, males and females. It has some of the top experts in the nation talking about the definition of abuse and and what behaviors people can look at. We have designed this training so that it is not just raising awareness. I'll be honest with you, we're kind of tired of the raising awareness discussion. We want people to know what the issues are and know how to intervene. In order to intervene, you got to know what you're recognizing. So there's a lot of behavioral stuff in there, both from the survivors of those various forms of abuse. Um, And then we kind of wrap that up and we explain to our volunteers and our leaders the significant role they make in creating resilience in kids. You know, I often say, and you appreciate this, Bernie, you know, I've had some very personal conversations. You are a blessed individual if you can say that the adult who made the, you know, the the biggest... uh, um, helped you in your life is your parent. There's many of us that can't say that. I'm blessed to be able to say that, but mm-hmm. many of us not. For a lot of kids, it may be a pastor, it may be a priest, it may be a scoutmaster, mm-hmm. maybe a teacher, what have you. And so it's important for volunteers and our leaders to know that they may be making that big a difference in a young man mm-hmm. or young woman's life. Mm-hmm. So what we're basically talking about here, folks, we're looking at a change in culture. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're looking at a change in our behaviors. We're looking at the ability to be able to, and even though we're talking about child abuse, child sexual abuse, but in the end, the prayer is, the hope is that our endeavors will not tolerate abuse of any kind. That's exactly right. Right? So so this is this is just the beginning, right? And, yes. And what we're doing with scouting and such, what we're trying to do in the church, our young people, our, our children— I mean, these are our leaders for tomorrow. These, the, the, you know, that's right. The, and in terms of these organizations and what we have, the reputations that uh, scouting has, that the church has, I think we have, if you will, that obligation. You know, uh, when this crisis did break out for the church, it did right. have it forced us to take a pause, right, and to take a look at, you know, exactly what are we doing and why right. are we doing it the way we're doing it, and right. and then the, the the boat was turned around. That's right. You know, and, and policies were put into place and such. Uh, one other question, is there training for kids, the kids themselves? Do they receive safe environment training as well? We have, as part of our scout handbook, and those leaders will know that, uh, Cub Scout and Boy Scout handbook, and we have other efforts in the reference to training. We have what's called a Chapter 13, which is personal safety awareness, where we talk about various things. The other thing that we uh, for for kids to talk about, to review and read, uh, we also have a requirement that for all of our parents that have kids in scouting to go through a parent guide. Uh, it's how to prevent child sexual abuse. And it talks about our policies and our procedures, and it covers those same topical areas and gives information to parents about what they should be looking for and what may be appropriate, what is appropriate, and what is inappropriate behavior for a, a scout leader. Uh, and we also have reporting requirements, policies and procedures and what have you. So 
we know research consistently says that in the area of youth child sexual abuse prevention or personal safety awareness, that the best person to have those conversations with children is a parent. Now, we do reinforce those conversations via our leaders uh, with some other required uh, videos that we have a time to tell and happen to me to have those facilitated discussions. Uh, we are all about giving youth the tools to make disclosures, not just to prevent. Obviously, we would ideally love to prevent any abuse from occurring, but the reality is one out of three or four girls, one out of six to ten boys are experiencing abuse. We want to hear from those young people, too. We want to make sure perpetrators, I don't care who they are and where they're at, know that it is not a good idea uh, to abuse any child, let alone child, uh, children in the scouting program. Sure. And we want to make that message crystal clear. Sure. So it very clearly comes down to your leaders, your volunteers, uh, they have the competence because you are That's training right. them. You know, they have the wherewithal in the military. We call it muscle memory. They'll know exactly right. what needs to be done if, if an allegation comes their way. Additionally, I think with scouting and with what we're trying to do at the church as well, there's a consistency. That's right. So application across the board, right, in terms of, of how volunteers get to become volunteers. That's and, right. And the requirements and criteria that you are requiring, you know, for, for your volunteers and such. And then the reality, and this is hopefully, you know, and, and that's why I'm here with you this afternoon, right? right? right. You started the program by saying that uh, you're not doing this by yourself. You, you know, you, There's no way. And, you know, the, the, the uh, responsibility for taking care of children, you know, what was that saying that it takes a whole village to raise, that, a, to raise a, a child? And it's a great saying. And interestingly, though, our villages have, uh, you know, the definition of our villages have also changed, etc. But I think it's still the onus of this lies on the shoulders of the adults. Period. By being able to do that, we uh, enable our children to just be children. That's right. That stage where they can explore and have fun and be safe. That's right. Right. Um, So I I, I wanted to, you know, if folks out there wanted to uh, get access to these resources? Contact your local. I would strongly suggest you reach out to your local scout executive. All of them advocate, child advocate leaders in the community. They know exactly what it is we're rolling out. Uh, They would be the best place to get that information. Okay. Folks, I've been talking here with Mike Johnson here with the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, This is our monthly podcast that we're offering, and and Mike uh, is a good collaborator and uh, mover and shaker in the field of child and youth protection, the organization with the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, anything that we can do uh, to help, you know, give us a call. And if there's, thank you, I know, you know, it. And, I and, know and, it. and for sure, I have your number. If there's Absolutely. things that, that you we know, we have each other's cell phone that's numbers. Right. What are you talking about? We, <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a call. Absolutely, okay. and the same here, sir. All right. We look forward to working with you. Can't wait to see your presentation at our symposium. Oh, you guys look, will do I'm a great job. Looking forward to it. I'm looking yeah. forward to Let it. Let the world know what you guys are doing. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. So, folks, thank you for listening. Remember that every child has the right to be a child, to live their life right. as a child, to carry out the, uh, the dreams and hopes, and, and as, a, as a result, make sure that where, the, where they are is indeed safe. And so with the work that we continue to do, I want to say thank you very much for all of the uh, efforts, the sacrifices, uh, all that you do to make sure our children are safe. The bishops did make a promise to protect the Pledge to Heal. The scouts, likewise, also have the same pledge to make sure that every scout... Uh, is indeed uh, in a safe environment. Uh, Again, if you have 
and or need any additional resources or would like a, a copy of this, please contact the Secretary of Child and Youth Protection with the USCCB. My name is uh, Bernie Noahadera. I want to thank you all for listening today. God bless. Thank you. 